could the Boston Bruins possibly still be in on unrestricted free agent center Nazem Kadri? At least one prominent hockey writer made that suggestion, and we're going to talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, July 28th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, so please open up your favorite podcast app, search up Locked On Boston Bruins, and smash that subscribe button. You can also do that on YouTube. Search up Locked On Boston Bruins, find the channel, and subscribe. Each episode will premiere there every day, and you'll also get some breaking news bonus clips over there as well. If you can uh, follow along on Twitter as well, that would be very much appreciated, at Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Not sure what that noise was in the background, but Bessie is off to investigate. So, the Bruins, we've talked about it this week. They're banged up to begin the season. They are uncertain at the center position. And there's still some speculation out there that Nazem Kadri could be on their radar. This, at least according to Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. He writes, Nazem Kadri is a Stanley Cup champion who had 87 points in 71 games last season for the Colorado Avalanche. Hadn't scored more than 61 points in a season previously. He turns 32 in October and he's seeking a hefty payday on a new contract. The combination of those factors make Kadri a top tier NHL free agent who has yet to find a home. There's been all sorts of speculation about teams trying to clear cap space under the flattish salary cap for the talented scorer, but nothing has manifested yet. Kadri's agent Darren Ferris said he was unable to comment on the state of the player's contract talks at this time. Where could Kadri end up? What makes sense? Here are some possibilities based on what Wyshynski ESPN has heard and what has been speculated. A couple things to note early on there. Kadri represented by Darren Ferris. He also represents uh, Taylor Hall and Jack Stanika, as well as restricted free agent Pavel Zaka. So there's some ties there to the Bruins organization. Interesting to note. Wyshynski lists the Islanders, the Kraken, Flames, Senators, Red Wings, and Avalanche. Among the seven teams speculated to be interested in Kadri, 
and also names our Boston Bruins with cap space of $4.758 million. This is what he writes. If we're to believe the notion that Kadri is waiting for a team to clear space for his arrival, then the Bruins have to remain on the radar because he's a potential fit as a center and a perfect fit as a pain in the posterior. Patrice Bergeron's return to the team would slot him as the number one center. The Bruins have had discussions with David Krejci about a return to the club uh, one season after he left to play in the Czech League. Then there's Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka, not to mention Jack Stanika looking for ice time. Finding room for Kadri would be difficult if Krejci returns as expected. Heck, finding money for either of them would still necessitate finding a taker for someone like Nick Foligno. Sorry, Greg, that's probably not happening. But Kadri adds a snarl and swagger that the Bruins lack outside of Brad Marchand. As dependable as Krejci is as a point-producing center, especially in the postseason, there are elements to Kadri's game that Boston could really use in a number two center. The elephant in the room is, of course, that Kadri has just a smidgen of history with the Bruins. While with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he was suspended for three games for boarding Tommy Wingles in the 2018 playoffs and then ran it back with a four-game suspension for cross-checking Bruins forward Jake DeBrusque in 2019. That history has made the speculation about Kadri and the Bruins both curious and potentially fascinating, depending on fan reaction. But he's a different person and player than he was during that run. Going to talk about this possibility more in a moment, but first a quick word about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening at Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Nazem Kadri and the Boston Bruins. Is this a possibility? Well, to begin, the cap space is incredibly prohibitive. The Bruins projected cap space 4.758333. And that is without a new contract for Pavel Zaka, who has filed for arbitration. His hearing is set for August 11th. Patrice Bergeron is also an unrestricted free agent. And, of course, they have had discussions with David Krejci about a possible return. Krejci was among a group of current and former players who vacationed together in Italy uh, this past weekend. Part of that trip included Charlie McAvoy getting engaged. Congratulations, are in order there. 
from what I'm seeing on Instagram this morning, David Krejci is hanging out on Lake Como in Italy, which I believe is where George Clooney has a place. So perhaps he's still in vacation mode, waiting for the Bruins to clear some space or make their final offer. Again, the Bruins have a ton of money committed on the blue line, where Derek Forbort, Mike Riley, their fifth and sixth highest paid defensemen, are making $3 million this season and next. The Bruins could shed Riley, Forbort, although Forbort has a no trade list, eight teams uh, for this season, three teams next season. So it's very limited, but still, Grizzlick could be a possibility as well to be moved. That would clear some cap space. Up front, you have Jake DeBrusque, who could still technically be moved, despite rescinding the request. Nick Foligno has a modified no-trade clause, 16-team no-trade list. Craig Smith, Thomas Nosek, Chris Wagner are guys that could be moved as well. Now, if Bergeron and Krejci are coming back, the need right now for Kadri dissipates. And like Greg Wyshynski noted off the top, Kadri turning 32, he is coming off a career season where he far exceeded his previous career high of 61 points with an 87-point outburst. Shot 11.3%, which is just a tick higher than his career mark of 11.2. So that's in line with previous production. He had hit 32 goals previously, so he didn't hit a career high, but he was dishing to some very talented players in Colorado which elevated his assist total. But he's 32, or going to be 32 in October. Kind of an outlier season. Do you want to be committing heavy money on a long-term deal to a guy in that position? Perhaps that's a reason why Kadri is yet to be signed. General managers are looking at his situation. Yes, he won a cup. He had an amazing season with the Avalanche. He fought through injury, came back in the final. But perhaps he's overvaluing himself based on this one-year experience um, or one year of extreme production. And teams don't want to cough up big money on a long-term deal for a 32-year-old who had one kind of outlier season that's not guaranteed to be repeated in another environment. I do agree that he would look great in black and gold. He brings an edge, as we all know. He brings offense. He's reliable defensively. And, I mean, a line with Brad Marchand would be just incredible. Imagine them out there at the same time. More likely he'd be a second line center with Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, and that could be a lethal trio behind Marchand Bergeron and presumably Jake DeBrusque. 
at the end of the day, I still don't see it happening. I mean, some teams have far more cap space. The Islanders, $11 million. The Flames, looking to, you know, make up for the loss of Johnny Godreau. They brought in Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger for Matthew Kachuk. But Johnny Godreau still a big loss. And obviously they could use a guy like Nazem Kadri. The Red Wings have a bunch of cap space. And it's believed the Avalanche are working hard to bring him back as well because he is, is such a great fit. Newly promoted Avalanche GM Chris McFarlane said after free agency opened that they've asked Caudry's agent to keep them in the loop. He's a high priority player around the league. Players in the middle of the ice are in that category, especially ones as productive as he was. But they're looking to get kind of uh, keep us in the loop. Let us know your best offer, and we'll see what we can do to keep you in the mix. Again, he would be a tremendous Boston Bruin. His age scares me. His outlier season scares me. I do believe he could, yeah, score 25, maybe 30 goals on the second line with the Boston Bruins, especially playing with a playmaking winger like Taylor Hall. But if Bergeron and Krejci are back in the mix, he doesn't fit. And you're also delaying when he become can become more prominent in the Bruins lineup, you know, say next season, and by then he'll be 33. So... If the Bruins were going to commit money to a center long-term, you'd want them to do it with a younger option uh, for sure. Perhaps that's what they're doing possibly with Pavel Zaka. I would have liked them to see them do that with with Dylan Strom. They really seem to be banking on Bergeron and Krejci coming back. Or if Krejci doesn't return at least Bergeron, and then doing the center by committee thing again. Maybe Jack Stanika could make some strides under Jim Montgomery. But again, it's very much up in the air until we get decisions from Bergeron and Krejci. But either way, the Bruins have basically zero cap space to entertain the notion of signing Nazem Kadri. So it's kind of moot anyways. Um, I do agree that he would be a good fit for the Bruins. He would bring exactly what they are all about to the lineup. Bruins fans don't like him because of that, because he's done it in other jerseys. But if he were to bring that, you know, minus the suspensions, of course, uh, for the Bruins, I think fans would be endeared. But at the end of the day, there's no cap space, and if he's waiting for the Bruins to clear some, then it could be too late for Kadri, uh, because not that it's an impossible task for Don Sweeney, but he didn't exercise the buyout option on Nick Foligno. 
Uh, he's yet to find any takers for a defenseman or a forward. And, you know, the priority at the moment is Patrice Bergeron. Next would be David Krejci. A contract extension for David Pasternak. I don't know if they want to commit big money right now when there will be a bunch of players hitting the market next summer when a bunch of guys will be coming off the books. So that's my take on the whole Nazem Kadri situation. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Now you can make your second listen the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you daily 30-minute podcasts on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. All right, before we wrap up today, let's check in on some news and notes from around the NHL. I got a couple of tweets suggesting perhaps the Bruins could look Chicago's way and maybe Jonathan Taves could join if, say, David Krejci doesn't come back. You'd have a top six of Bergeron and Taves. This is coming out of the fact that Taves, reading the tea leaves in Chicago, sees a five-year rebuilding process. Does he want to spend another season being a mentor? Or does he want to get ahead of his unrestricted free agency next summer and force a trade? And... uh get back to the business of winning. Chicago would have to retain a lot of salary off his $10.5 million cap hit. Um, But that's an interesting suggestion. I still, again, the cap situation is what it is. Even Taves at 50% would be prohibitive. Another high-profile free agent, John Klingberg, Changed agents a couple weeks ago, or no, just recently, actually, a couple weeks into free agency. He is without a contract, and he's now represented by Newport Sports Management. There were reports last season that he was looking for an eight-year deal from the Stars worth $62-68 million. Certainly not getting that now. I believe... The Ottawa Senators could be in the mix here, and that would just make them even better heading into next season, which would not be great for the Bruins. Finally, uh, wishing Bobby Ryan well. Yesterday he took to Twitter to thank hockey fans for their support after he was arrested for public intoxication. Earlier this week in Nashville, he has battled alcohol abuse, received treatment in 2019-20, through the NHL, NHLPA Player Assistance Program, won the Masterton Trophy. Relapse is unfortunate, but that happens, and he appears determined to return to the path of sobriety, and uh, we're wishing him all the best, find the help that he needs, and uh, it was great to see so many people showing him support on social media, and... Uh, You know what it reminds me of? Boston Bruins new head coach, 
Jim Montgomery, who's going through the same recovery process day by day. And, uh, yeah, Bruins fans fully behind him as well. And finally, uh, Hockey Canada officials were in Ottawa yesterday to talk about uh, systemic issues in regards to um, sexual assault, hazing, the like. Former NHL player Dan Carcillo released a statement criticizing Hockey Canada's top officials for denying systemic and ongoing problems in junior hockey. He is spearheading a lawsuit against Hockey Canada, alleging he suffered abuse during his major junior career. And members of parliament in Ottawa asking for Hockey Canada officials to resign. Former player Sheldon Kennedy did the same. And it's an ongoing story as we approach the rescheduled World Juniors that will take place in August in Edmonton. The 2023 event, which will take place in Halifax. Um, You know, questions about should Canada be participating while all this is going on? That would certainly change the whole tone of the tournament. Anyways, I hope you're all having a great week. That's it for today's episode. Uh, Last night I was in basketball mode, went to see the Guelph Nighthawks advance to the playoffs. Uh, A.J. Lawson, who recently signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves, was in town. Uh, Lucas Nogueira, former Toronto Raptor, in action. Cat Barber, who played for the Atlanta Hawks, was there. Uh, Very cool, and a reminder that you should check out the Locked On Celtics podcast, Locked On Patriots podcast as they begin training camp, Locked On Red Sox as they continue their somewhat disappointing season, and uh Get caught up on all things Boston sports with the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team, every single day. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on uh, Locked On Boston Bruins.